0: It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Welcome to our episode today. I have a really special guest with me, Jenna from Naturally Empowered Living on Instagram. Um, but she has a course called the balanced mom method. And so I wanted her to come on and talk about that because for me, especially balance between, um, you know, trying to take care of myself and my kids and figuring out what is priority and how to just manage all that is a challenge. So I am excited to hear what she has to say, but first I would love for you to just kind of introduce yourself, your family, how you got to this place, just anything that you want to share.
1: Yeah. I just first want to thank you so much for having me. When you asked me, I got super, super excited. (laughs) Um, I've been following you. I forget how we even connected on Instagram, but I I just love everything that you share on. And I feel like my oldest, um, we really connect with, we've had conversations about just highly sensitive children and our behaviors and things like that. So I just love your podcast, love your Instagram, and thank you for having me. So I, my name is Jenna again, and I am a wife, a mom of two. I have a older son and then a daughter. And I should, I have to give credit to our fur baby, our dog, because our dog bill really truly helped me figure out parenting. I feel I like love it was that
0: your dog's name is bill.
1: <laughs> Everyone says that like, oh my gosh, I love <laughs> bill. And it, it fits his personality too. It does if you'd ever meet him. But, um, I actually started my blog after I gave birth to my firstborn because I felt so blindsided. By the fourth trimester and all that it harnessed physically, mentally, emotionally, I, I had no idea, you know, you, you really prepare for having this new baby and being a first time mom, you prepare for baby, baby, baby. And I did not prepare anything postpartum for me. And I struggled a lot as a new mom juggling a whole new identity in, you know, our already busy life as just a human, you know, not even being a mom. And I wanted to bring light to other moms' lives with how I overcame all those hardships from not only the fourth trimester, but also beyond. And that blog has evolved into a motherhood community on finding balance in life and sharing simple strategies and habits in order to do so, no matter the season of life or motherhood that we're in.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I'm excited to dive into this. Uh, So first, I think something that is quite a hot topic is, you know, you mentioned balance and, you know, people either think you can have balance or they think there's no way you can have balance. And I know that's obviously something you focus on, that balance does exist. So I'd love for you to just maybe talk a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah. It's, it's such a polarizing topic. And I feel that I don't have a lot of like opinions on a lot of things like the polar topics. I'm like, eh, you know, whichever, but I do, I would like to, you know, respectfully disagree with people that say balance doesn't exist because I do believe it can, but the thing with it is creating balance in life. It's not about being able to do it all, all of the time. And I know that you and I kind of talked right before you know, recording this episode about, you know, doing all the things all the time. And it's not about that. I I really don't think that that is what balance is. It's, it's about being intentional with what matters most in that season, or even what day, you know, even the day that you're in, we, we all know that some days are more challenging and harder than others. And we have to find you know that that joy in those moments and letting go of the things that might bring us stress or overwhelm and truly valuing what we need and how how we want to feel. and i I would love to dive in, you know more about like our feelings and our values and truly the mindset behind it all because that is, I believe, where it all starts. It all starts within and within that foundation of, Harnessing, you know, that that empowered mindset. Um, I I feel that so often we find ourselves drowning, you know, in the responsibilities of motherhood and life, and we're living in that high stress, that chaos, that survival mode state. And a lot of times, we also feel that we're losing ourselves a little bit more every day. And when we truly again need to focus on within and strengthening that foundation and the awareness behind things and our perception and our, our self-esteem and our mindset. And I love how you, um, one of your first episodes that I listened to, you really talked about that with children and behavior. And you described, you know, that, that tip of the iceberg is of behavior, but getting to that foundation under that water is it's the same concept with us. There's so much rut and so much meat in figuring out where our feelings lie and where um on the outside it might be like okay i'm really struggling with with finding that balance but what's that root cause and we do within the balance mom method i have a four step formula four step method for us to to go through uh within that course that can help you really figure that out for whatever season whatever struggle or hardship that you're going through
0: yeah so um you know i love all of that because i think I, we were talking a little bit before about how after my oldest miles was born, I really struggled because I just had this mentality that like I could do it all. And if people couldn't see from the outside that I was struggling, then I must not be struggling that much. And I could keep doing it and and keep pushing through. Um, But obviously that's not, (laughs) that's not the case because it led me down a really, long health journey road. But through finding this kind of parenting style, it has really brought me into awareness, like you were talking about, of my own, you know, my own need to, I don't know, like perfection is always something that I have struggled with. I mean, even back in junior high, I can remember times of just like desiring to be perfect, which sounds really silly now, but just all those patterns that kind of lead into your motherhood that you probably aren't even aware of. So before we maybe dive more into that, you know, when you were talking about the fourth trimester and that being challenging for you, I'm just curious, like, how did you find your way out of that? Like, were there resources that kind of helped you or was it just like, you know, for me, like in this parenting journey, I kind of just like struggled along and then I found something and just kind of snowballed from there. How did that kind of you know, happen for you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that. And of course, I went to Dr. Google. <laughs> you know, I feel like I go to Google for everything, or I, I really truly try to stay off social media because of that highlight reel. Um, and, you know, once you really get to know people on Instagram, it could be totally different. But I, I did a lot of the wrong things, you know, focusing on Google and you could find any answer that you're looking for, you know, right? Either way on social media or a search platform. So what I did, and most importantly, is I really wanted to connect with myself. And that might sound totally rah-rah, but I wanted, I needed to start within. And I started to pay attention to how I was feeling, like truly, okay, yes, I'm overwhelmed. Yes. I, you know, I, I don't know how to handle a newborn. Why, why is he crying? Why does he not sleep? You know, there's all those outside factors, but I had to pay attention to how I was feeling. And what my triggers were, what were they surrounding and was it, you know, the cries or was it that I was lonely or that I was burnt out? So really coming back and circling back to what those triggers were for me and, and where they were, where they were coming from. So I strengthened within, and I really committed to, um, gaining more of a connection with myself. And, and then once I let it be through like intentional personal development, but also between praying and meditating and just taking silent time, I feel like silence, like I call it taking a fiber, but like any five minutes that I could to myself, (laughs) I still, I use that with my son now. Like we don't do timeouts. We, we go take a fiber, you know, and just kind of regather and reground ourselves. But once I strengthened inside, that's when I moved outward And I started to take the reins of my day. And of course you have to have flexibility with children, but I learned day to day, what it was like to feel in control and take the reins back and, and be proactive and be as productive as I could, but also while always leaning and focusing on my feelings first and my feelings, my faith, choosing happiness and being present with what matters most. And a lot of times that's putting the phone down or just taking that five minutes with your children or what that might be. So I, over the past three ish years, I have really focused on that motherhood piece with being present and harnessing that mindset piece first, staying inward and then moving outward. So I've really learned that it starts within And learning how to rewire and rework our mindset to think differently. And because society just, I feel like has this mold that we're supposed to be a certain way or do things certain ways. And that's not the case. I I love that term, you know, think differently because once we feel the way that we want to feel and think the way that we want to think and forget the outside noise, that's when we're able to move outward and take ownership of our lives and master those habits by learning how to take back control of, let it be our time, our energy, identity, life, whatever it might be that we're struggling with.
0: It's funny because, I mean, I've heard you talk about stuff, but I never really saw how much this is like the same, but for moms versus kids.
1: It, because, it is. I, know, I love like, listening.
0: Oh, <laughs> no, go ahead. Because, you know, as you're talking about like connecting with yourself, That's exactly what, you know, I try to get across is that our kids need connection to co-regulate, to improve their behaviors, to, to just do everything. And so, you know, taking that back to ourselves and understanding that we need to connect more with ourselves. And it's interesting because I find that, um, you know, when I am more overwhelmed or maybe extra tired or something, my default is to go on social media and just like watch stories. I don't even necessarily scroll. I just like to watch stories mm-hmm. and it's such a time waster. But the other thing I was just recently talking with somebody about is that, yes, maybe I do it because I've, I'm overwhelmed, but I think a, a big thing for me is also because, um, I am, like missing that connection with other people, you know, so, cause I'm home with my kids and my grandparents all day. And so I feel like that's a big reason is just, I feel I'm not necessarily even taking the time to connect with myself, but I feel like I almost need that connection that I'm just going to it. And then, you know, it's not making anything better mm-hmm. really. It's just, you know, taking my time and then I'm, you know, I'm not resting or taking a five like you're talking about. I love that. Um, so if there's anything else you want to add, like about, I know mindset is a big thing that you really, you know, talk about and want to help people with, is there anything more that you want to add, you know, as far as the mindset piece goes?
1: Um, the biggest thing, and this is something um I read in a personal development book by Ra Goddess. It was called the Ca- The Calling, is the, the name of the book. And I'm sure this concept is out there in many different forms, but um I call it the mindset loop. And I feel like this it's it's crucial. And you know, if we're starting in that mindset piece, starting within to really strengthen our mindset before we move outward to those other factors. And it's this mindset loop is something that I really love to teach on because ultimately it summarizes how our beliefs govern our thoughts, right? And whatever it is that you believe in, right? Say that you believe, um, for example, you know, that you're not a good mom because you're always, you have such a low patience or tolerance level, right? So those beliefs govern your thoughts. So you don't think that you're, or you believe that you're not a good mom. So then you're thinking those thoughts you know, and then you're pinpointing all your nitpicking and you're doing all these things about it, but then your thoughts guide those actions. So maybe that's when your, you know, your patience continuously is low or you snap for no reason or things like that. So your thoughts guide your actions and your actions produce your experiences. So it's that loop that continuously circles and circles because those experiences then reinforce the beliefs. And it starts that cycle all over again for better or worse. So when that cycle continues, that's how habits form and let it be, you know, those habits are limiting beliefs or negative or fear-based beliefs. That's what gets ingrained in our minds and to where we don't even realize it. And that's, we're almost putting ourselves in a negative mindset loop and that's just on repeat. So something else that we do in the course is really focus on Reframing that negative mindset loop into a positive mindset loop by triggering or figuring out what those triggers are and your limiting beliefs, and not so much, you know, focusing on affirmations, but really harnessing and narrowing in on what those negative thoughts are and getting to that root to be able to recondition into a positive mindset loop.
0: I love that because when you were talking about that, it reminded me. So, I don't know if a lot of people know who listen, but I am a Doterra consultant. I don't know what you call it, you know, but um, so I did this course with Bob Heilig from your virtual upline and um, he kind of talks about that, but he calls it, you know, your red, light or green light stories and switching from, you know, like, oh, they didn't answer me because of these things about me or whatever. And it's really interesting to take that concept into motherhood because I really like gained from that as far as like in a business sense, but I don't think I ever have really transitioned that over into motherhood Mm -hmm. which could probably be super helpful because (laughs) it it was really helpful. Like if, you know, if somebody didn't answer me back or something, I'd automatically be like, oh, you know, whatever. And then like two days later, they'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, you know, read this message and just got distracted, and it's like our mind constantly wants to find the negative, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. You know, just going with positive or trying right. to teach that. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so we are starting to talk about you were mentioning a little bit about habits, and I think that's something that is you know challenging in general for any new habits, but you know, I know you're talking about having some tips for balance. Is there anything you want to go into about just how I feel like habits for me are hard maybe to establish, especially just keeping yourself accountable, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, you know, like how do you recommend or like, what are some things that maybe have helped you as you were trying to transition into some of these new things just coming out of? a more difficult fourth trimester.
1: Yeah. Yeah, of course. So, um, I'll touch on first, like how to create a new habit, because as you were saying that, I was like, Oh my gosh, like this comes to mind because with exercise and just with, um, let's say eating healthy or drinking water, right? Like oh, I need to drink more water all the time. You know, I, I want to feel more energized. I love the concept of anchoring habits or habit stacking. Have you ever heard yeah. mm-hmm. that? So with um, I'll just real quick, because I'm sure a lot of you have heard, you know, anchoring habits, habit stacking, or finding rhythms within your day. Um, It's ultimately connecting different pieces of your day, anchoring things together. So let's say that you already anchoring things together that you already do. So if you want to drink more water throughout the day, for example, anchor that to things that you already do throughout the day. So when you wake up, you wake up every morning, you drink a cup of water. You brush your teeth, you drink a cup of water, you, um, have an, eat a meal, you drink a cup of water. So make that commitment with yourself of, you know, how am I going to anchor this new habit that I want to start or create to other pieces of my day? So with exercise, it could be, okay, we always have, um, play time, you know, 20 minute independent play during this time of day, well, why they do independent play instead of doing dishes? I can get a 20-minute workout in, so I could anchor that habit to you know something that we already do every day. Um, so that's an example with anchoring habits. But something else is the consistency piece, and I know that that is it's so difficult, but it's so simple. <laughs> the The concept is simple, and I feel like we we know a lot of times things that we should be doing. And things that we probably shouldn't be doing, but just through life or, um, just, you know, vices that we have, or, you know, scrolling social media, just, it's a habit, right? So we know those things that we shouldn't, shouldn't be doing. So the simplicity piece is, okay, I don't want to scroll social media as much anymore. So every day, instead of scrolling, when, for me, example, I always find myself scrolling social media when I'm nursing. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to pick up a book or I'm going to meditate, or I'm just going to sit there for, you know, that time being, because it's a break that I have. Yes, I'm nursing my child, but it's a break that I have that I could be consistently starting a new habit and consistency. Consistency truly is the secret sauce to anything in life. I, I ultimately believe like the simple, the simpler, the better and consistency would be that number one piece.
0: Totally. Now, do you have any, I'm just thinking, and I'm sure your course goes way more in depth about this and you can talk a little bit more about that too. But do you recommend doing, you know, I'm just thinking if you're working on shifting your mindset and that whole mindset loop and trying to create a habit around that, is that sort of similar? Like you try to do the habit stacking or is that just, really more you have to work on the triggers first and getting that you know all figured out and then it just kind of comes more naturally
1: yeah so I want to share the four-step method of the balance amount method because I feel like that's kind of I don't know if it's going to answer your question but I feel like it really will it encompasses everything that one we were talking about now but also it's that we go through in the course but then We break it down even further. So let me just jump into the four-step formula of the balance mom method, because it is something that this formula can be used in any area of your life to make an intention, intentional, meaningful, and sustainable change. So again, going back to that consistency, the longevity, that sustainability, and it truly encompasses any aspect, any season of life. So the first thing that we have to do. So step number one is identify. So identify that area that that you're struggling through and getting to that root of why. So again, I'm going to just kind of go through these very quickly, but that's a big piece. We go a lot deeper into that. Okay, how do I identify? How do I become aware? How do I acknowledge these feelings and how do I get to the root of that? So step number one is identify. Step two is to audit. That does not sound fancy or sexy at all, but it's to audit. You have to audit and acknowledge what you're doing currently, what's your current lifestyle? What are those habits that you want to break? So you really have to focus in on that struggle that you identified in step one, and be proactive in a solution versus reactive to that problem and keeping that struggle on repeat. Step three is to simplify. So I said this before, you know, just simplicity, consistency is key. So simplify, how can you simplify and prioritize that habit or that routine or that change to break control of whatever that area of struggle is within your motherhood or life? And step four is implement. Okay. You know, we did all the things we did the inner work. We're figuring out, you know, where that, that change needs to happen. Now we have to take the action and we have to implement using simple strategies and habits that again, we, we go through and we really deep dive into, but to figure out how you could implement those changes into your lifestyle to take back control and take back that ownership of your perception and your reality, and ultimately increase whatever area that you might be struggling to flip that around. You know, if it's, I have really low self-esteem or I never have energy, you know, how can we increase that energy? How can we, um, be more proactive in our time management, our productivity, and overall quality of life.
0: Yeah, that sounds like something a lot of people need.
1: It, it truly. Uh, I have. I have no idea <laughs> how like that. That four step. You know how how it even came to me. It, I remember between like meditation and just really focusing in on, okay, like bring this to me as simply as possible to be able to to share that, that process. And within those four steps, I'm like, this is it. Like, this is the Balanced mom method.
0: Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about, I know you went through the four steps and you talk about, you know, in your course, you deep dive into those. Is that just like something, you know, people purchase and kind of like go through online on their own? Is there like an uh, you know, like coaching alongside that? Like, what does that look like? If somebody is like, I need this, what do I do now?
1: Sure. Sure. So right now it's a 12 week, self. it's self-paced. So I say it's 12 week, I say it's a 90 day transformation, but ultimately it is self-paced. I do have, it is an online course. I should start there. It's an online course. Um, I have dabbled in the idea of doing like quarterly group coaching to be able to have that one-on-one piece and to have that accountability. Um, I haven't started that yet, but that is something that I'm very interested in um, exploring a little more. But when I say it's 12 weeks or 90 days, I do have like a timeline for you to follow, you know, to finish each module by such and such of time after you started the course to keep things, you know, front of mind and, it takes, you know, 90 days to quote unquote, create a lifestyle. But again, it comes down to that consistency piece.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think originally I had heard it takes 21 days to make a habit. And then I don't know what the number was that I heard recently, but it was a lot more than 21 days. Yeah. It's
1: like, yeah. 21 days to create a habit and 90 days to create a lifestyle or something like that. But
0: yeah, if you're not doing, I them. feel like it's just easy to fall off. Like you get a habit going, and then maybe you have an, a rough day, you know, or mm-hmm. your kids are just really challenging you that day, and then you're like, I just, you know, I just need a pop right now. Yeah, pour my water, even though I know I should be drinking that water, you know, <laughs> and that's <laughs> and okay. Kind of like unless yeah. you're intentional about continuing the habit, then it's easy to kind of fall off. So right,
1: it's getting back on the horn and not the difference between grace and excuses. And I don't want to jump ahead of myself because I have some tips to share with you guys on achieving balance, but it is, it's giving yourself and knowing the difference between grace and excuses.
0: Well, we can jump into that, but you know, when we were just talking there, it reminded me because you have a community over on Facebook. I don't know if you're still super active in there because you know, like Facebook, it I feel like it's hard to stay in a group because it's like things just don't get seen as much. So, but I would love for you to talk a little bit more about that if you're still like in building that because I'm, I mean, I'm in it. Yes. (laughs) And, (laughs) but I think like that's a big missing piece. Like I mentioned before, is community and just even having people to hold you accountable to making these shifts because. If you're like me and you're home with your kids or you know, you work from home or you know, whatever the case may be, it can be hard to have that connection or, you know, people say, Well, find find friend, really great friends. If you don't have them, find them. And it's like, okay, well, how? You know? So I think there's all these barriers to connection, but I think, you know, um, the group, you were posting live videos and just sharing more tips and stuff and kind of trying to build a community there. And so if, you know, if you want to talk a little bit about that, cause I think that's, yeah, you know, community is important it's, it's huge. now that we're so mm-hmm. I think also, you know, we've gotten so used to everything being online or, and it's comfortable that way, but, um, you know, it's easy to scroll through people's things. And think about like how much you scroll through versus interact right. and actually engage with people versus just watch things. And so, you know, if you want to just maybe yeah. talk about that community.
1: Yeah. My, everything that you just said, the community piece, the relatability, the support, the the strong connection with other like-minded moms, that is my vision for that group. And I will be honest, I took a little bit of a maternity leave, <laughs> Oh, the okay, past couple I months. I
0: don't think I saw anything, you know, super recently, but yeah, you know, things get weird on there.
1: Right, right. So yeah, I was, you know, I, I want to get back to doing, you know, weekly lives. And once I start, you know, my own podcast, I want to do weekly roundups and, and things like that to keep that community aspect alive. But also, I really want it to be group led for the fact of what you just said. You know, if someone's feeling alone, I want them to feel empowered and, and comfortable enough to be able to go to that group and ask that question or to just say, you know, I'm having a, a tough day and I just wanted to, you know, come in here and say hi or what, well, you know, whatever that case might be. That is my vision for that group and Facebook groups. It's a love hate relationship because social media to me is a love hate relationship. I like what you know you said earlier. You just find yourself numbing out on social media and you, then you feel guilty. So I, I don't want it to be that type of of space to where you know if it's a trigger for you that you go on social media or go on Facebook and you find yourself scrolling instead of going to that group. Um, but it is an outlet for other moms that do feel that that sense of community might be beneficial or helpful to join that community and to have that outlet, let's say, um, to just have other moms in their corner to create those relationships across the world.
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally. It, it is like, there's opportunity there, but you know, it is a hard platform. I think there's another one that I've been looking at. Um, but Yeah. I mean, I think just from before, you know, before you had your littlest, um, I think people were doing that. You know, I remember seeing people Mm -hmm. ask questions and feeling comfortable already. So, you know, I think the space you create is very um, welcoming and like, let's just do this together. It's not me, (laughs) me bringing it all. It's, it's a community here. So Um, I know you have some tips for balance. Is there anything else that you want to share, whether it's about your course or anything that maybe we didn't cover that you just feel led to share?
1: Um, I, I really, I want to leave you guys with some tangible tips and, you know, ways that you can make a change today, you know, let it be okay. I'm really struggling to, Find that balance. and I feel like the word balance, I don't even know if I like that word because it is so cliche, but I need to keep it because it is a polarizing topic, going back to the mm-hmm. beginning there. Um, just with feeling in in control uh, of your time and of your life and of your motherhood. So I will just jump right into I have six tips for achieving balance that you can do today. And the first one being is how do you want to feel? And I I know I started kind of, you know, this spiel with, you know, your feelings and your inner values and things like that, but it really comes back to listening to yourself and connecting with yourself. So really honing into that, you know, four-step formula of getting to the root of what that struggle might be revolving, you know, where you might be feeling unbalanced, but how do you want to feel in that moment, in that day, in that season? So, and then what's out of alignment to where you're feeling out of balance? So connecting to the point of, okay, I'm feeling out of balance, but where is that coming from and how do I want to feel? So really getting to that root. And number two is the importance of acknowledging what season that you're in, because we're always busy. (laughs) You know, it doesn't matter, you know, what season of life that you're in, you're always going to be busy, but there are busier seasons than seasons than others. So for example, you know, the fourth trimester, we've all been there. We all know how big of a blur it is. You're not going to be going balls to the wall and getting up at 4am to do personal development and to meditate and to drink your coffee and journal and do all the things before your kids wake up, because that probably is a wake up for your newborn, but you need to go back to sleep to get some more sleep. So that is something for me to where my morning routine is precious. But when I had my daughter, I chose sleep and I I stopped that morning routine for a little bit and I stopped getting up before my kids because I knew that sleep was the number one important factor that I needed for my mindset and for my mental well-being to be able to give my best to my children. So that's why I chose sleep in that season of my life. And number three is going back to knowing the difference between grace and excuses, because we so often we're so hard on ourselves. And you mentioned before the perfectionism, like we have to let go of perfectionism. We have to let go of what other people think. And we truly have to, again, connect to ourselves. I feel like we're saying this so much, but it's so true to connect with ourselves and know what you need in the moment that you need it. And okay. Am I, you know, choosing this pop, using your example again, am I choosing this pop? Because I just really need it. And I just need a break. And I I really want it. Or am I going to feel guilty later, which you never should feel guilty for drinking the pop, but just know the difference between I'm, I'm allowing myself to do this. And I'm just going to jump back on the horn tomorrow versus really dwelling in the fact and justifying your excuses with that negative mindset loop. And number four is I think I already shared this too, is, you know, what we, or we know what we should be doing and we shouldn't be doing yet. We still do a lot of those things because it's a vice and we idolize, we idolize it, you know, let it be, we idolize social media. We know we shouldn't be scrolling social media all the time, but we still do it. You know, it's, it's knowing what habits are, let's say the good habits versus the not so good habits. And I'm not saying you should never like Netflix and chill or, you know, whatever it is. Like I, I always, I I love to just relax and turn off too, but you know, when you kind of should be doing something versus not doing something habit wise. So it's being true to yourself and making those small steps towards making that change and not being hard on yourself. That's the biggest thing is I feel that we are just so hard on ourselves as women, as moms, as spouses as friends we we're just always so hard on ourselves that we just need to take it back a notch and simplify it a little bit that's something that leads me to the next tip is we tend to overcomplicate the true simplicity behind feeling balanced in in what that is to you and in, in the season that you're in so we overcomplicate the fact of okay you know i i'm overwhelmed right now so I'm overwhelmed because XYZ so I need to do XYZ and then I'll be okay. Just do it. You know, stop procrastinating, stop doing, you know, whatever that is and just get to that root cause and focus on the solution versus soaking in that that problem. So I feel like I I know it's always easier said than done, but we truly do overcomplicate so much when we could just, you know, simplify that fact of leaning in towards our feelings and our faith and really choosing happiness and joy and that presence of the moment. And lastly, number six is to do something for you every day. Let it be drink a hot cup of coffee. Let it be, going to the bathroom alone, let it be taking a walk, taking a shower, washing your hair, or actually, you know, going out and doing something for yourself. Just do something for yourself that will bring you joy every single day.
0: There are so many notes I just took because, and I'm going to see if I can remember the things that I like my shorthand there, (laughs) Cause there's a lot of good stuff there. I think that, you know, before you started giving the tips, I something that I thought of is I think a lot of times when people think of balance, they think like, okay, I'm doing X amount of this today and it has to be X amount of this. Like they have to equal out. And I think really balance doesn't necessarily mean that. But I was just sharing today in my stories about being outside and our goal is to like be outside a thousand hours this year. And I know that's not like applicable to everybody because you're working most of the day, you know, you just can't do that, but finding ways that you can balance out like, okay, today we were inside all day because it was raining. Maybe tomorrow we go to the park or something and figuring out how to balance maybe within your week or your month and not necessarily like everything every day has to be perfectly balanced because you know, that's just, Unachievable because things happen, but just you know, balance throughout the week or the month, I think is totally possible. Mm -hmm. Um, and let's see, there is something that I wrote down here. I'll maybe have to come back to it later because I don't know exactly what the one thing that you were saying you were talking about like choosing sleep over working because of the season you're in and balance that way. And I think you know again like you were saying back to the connected piece like that's something you hear a lot is like oh you want to grow a business or you want to do a side hustle or you know whatever it might be you have to wake up before your kids or to have a quiet time or something and i feel like society really pushes all these things that kind of lead us to not being balanced or not listening to ourselves and i think that's something that i really struggled with and not necessarily you know knowing all the stuff that you're teaching but as I become more aware of myself, I've understood like, you know, I was up three times last night. Yes. I set my alarm for five so I could actually have 30 minutes before my youngest wakes up. But like, I just, I need rest and trying to understand that that's okay. I think is really a challenge. Like just the balance of not necessarily like I don't know, just all the stuff we're doing, but actually balancing in with rest, I think is so challenging, you know, just even scrolling, like that's not rest, you know, and that's something that I really thought of not too long ago, because I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting here, you know, resting, but really I don't feel revived. Mm -mm. I feel probably worse because I'm like, well, now I just, I didn't get anything done. Mm -hmm. But it's like my mind wasn't resting because, and you know, when I'm like parenting, I'm thinking about all these things I need to do for my business. And when am I going to do that? Because I don't have time, you know, and then it's like, I'm doing the business stuff, but I'm so distracted by everything else. So I think I just love all this <laughs> I probably need to take your course. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> um, but the other thing that I really loved that you said was the part about grace and also like not it being an excuse. Because I think that so many people are like give yourself grace. Give yourself grace, and while I think we do need to give ourselves grace, I think there is a point where we just are like giving myself grace, you know, right. I'm not going to do it and it's kind of like, well, Yes, but also mm-hmm. we can't just say we're giving ourselves grace. We need to be like taking steps and not using that as an excuse to not do things that we're called to do, which is, could exactly. be work or mothering or taking care of the body that you were given. You know. Mm-hmm. So I love that you said that. Um, and then I'm just kind of going through all the tips because I have some yeah. great, like that was great. Um, the other one that you said, like identifying should versus shouldn't, and like, we still do it. And I, I think a lot, you know, if you're, if you're a believer, um, something that reminds me of is like, as you're walking through your day, you have the option to choose like to live by the flesh and your fleshly desires or to live by the spirit and mm-hmm. even just in parenting, like you or, or whatever it could be, like you have a choice to let your child, you know, their behaviors impact your reactions, or you can choose to stay calm or to understand that you're being triggered and take a break. And so I think that's just applicable, you know, across the board to whatever, whatever it is. Um, and then lastly, I just wrote down the part where you're talking about. It's really simple and just do it and stop procrastinating. And I think again, that's just where you have to get connected with yourself like you were talking about and understand what it is that you you know feel or need. And I think that's something, even just advocating, maybe if you have anything to speak on about advocating for yourself because you know, bridging the gap between understanding what you need and maybe communicating that because I think for me, especially with my first, I was like, I just have to do all these things. And it wasn't that, you know, like my husband didn't want to help me. He had no idea, you know, like it wasn't like, I'm, (laughs) I never said like, I'm really having a hard time. I really need you to do this. Like, do you have tips or like a thought about, you know, going from, and maybe it just kind of happens naturally, but as you start to get connected to yourself a little bit more and understand, you know, where you're at and what you need, you know, maybe communicating that or, or whatever to your partner or Mm -hmm. whoever's helping you as you're mothering, because I think that's a big challenge for a lot of people is understanding, like, it's okay to ask for help, Mm -hmm. how to do that without feeling like, I can just do it or right. I should just do it, you know? Right.
1: I totally feel like it's a men are from Mars, women are from Venus thing. I feel like I see that all the time lately. And I'm like, I don't know if that's <laughs> not like offensive to anyone, but um, I, I was very similar to you with my first. Like I, again, I feel like when I had my first child, all of this came to fruition and it all came to surface where it's like, I need to make changes with, within my life because I never asked for help. I thought I could do it all. I struggled very much mentally and emotionally. And then now going through fourth trimester with number two, currently it's completely different. And I just shared today also in my stories, like it takes a village and I am not ashamed to ask for help now. And it's not a weakness. It is a sign. It's a, it's a necessity. And so in how I would, I guess suggest that is, to truly, you need to trust yourself, you need to be honest with yourself and trust yourself. Because I feel like so often, we were looking on the outside for either validation or for answers. And with all of the noise and of, you know, just the world, everything going on all the time, we feel that we have to fit this mold, when we're not listening to the voice within ourselves or you know, just through prayer or whatever that is. And it goes back to the connection and it goes back to trusting yourself and being honest with what you need and let it be. If you communicate with your spouse, you know, in that moment, like I'm someone that reaches a threshold and then it's like, poof, you know, it kind of like the volcano erupts, but if it's, you know, being able to get to that point, that's something that I work on. I try to, once I feel it, it, you mm-hmm. know, um, coming i try to communicate that a little bit sooner but if it's you know you guys sitting down for a weekly meeting and just communicating about your week ahead or let it be every night you know i feel like my husband and i we talk at 3am because that's the only time that we have during the day is to talk right after i nurse our daughter and he's normally wakes up you know because i'm shuffling her around in the bedroom and that's when we have our discussions so it's figuring out that time maybe if it would be easier to be like a set time. you know, every week we're gonna sit down and talk about our week ahead and maybe talk about some re- reflection, you know, talk about how we're feeling. Um, it's again, easier said than done. It, it's gonna take some commitment and intentionality, but um you know what you need to work on, and you need to really get true to, with yourself and be honest with yourself with what you need.
0: And I you know, as you were saying that, I think it goes back to that mindset loop because I think we think, I should be able to do this, but, you know, in past, it hasn't just been you doing it, or, you know, maybe moms were at home more, not necessarily working or, you know, just all the things that are on people's plates these days and just understanding that people want to help, but mm-hmm. they don't know you need it. And I think right. especially your husband's, you know, like. I mean, my husband would definitely be willing to do whatever I asked him to do, but it's like, I just want you to know what I need without having to say anything, you know, because then, <laughs> like, you know, you have to work on yourself and that's hard. Exactly. Sometimes. So, I think that mindset loop that you were talking about would definitely be, you know, helpful for that understanding that your, you know, your thoughts are going to that negative place, which are resulting in these behaviors mm-hmm. and stuff. So mm-hmm. I love all of that. Is there anything, any, okay. So, um, anything else that you might want to share otherwise where people can find you, where they can get access to the course, anything just to get more from you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I will say Instagram right now is probably the place to find me. Um, and if you want to chit chat more, I, um, well, my Instagram handle is at naturally empowered living. So obviously all one word at naturally empowered living. Thank you. (laughs) Sounds great. And then I have in my bio, I have multiple places to be able to connect further. So I have actually a free email course too, if that's something that would be beneficial or interested to anyone. Um, It's five ways to find yourself again in motherhood. So that's a free five day mini email course. And also within that link in my Instagram bio, I also have links to um the online course, the balance mount method too.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been yes. great. And it's, you know, I just think it's funny how much because <laughs> obviously I see that you talk about like balance and stuff, but really getting to it is connecting with yourself. Mm-hmm. And that it's just funny how similar this is. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense because.
1: It's, it's, it it totally does. And just listening to your podcast, like it helps me so much with parenting because I, there is so much connection and there's so much relatability between the two. And I love listening to you because you focus on the children piece and then, yeah, it just, it, Mm -hmm. it all comes full circle.
0: And it's just funny how, like, you know, I tell people all the time, I went into this style of parenting thinking like, you know, I love the idea of having my child obey me because I am their authority and they respect me not because I am threatening something or rewarding right. them but at the same time you know you realize that it's not about your kids behavior it's mm-hmm. about your own self
1: yeah yep
0: it has been just awesome to have you I've loved talking to you we could probably go on and on but I know I know, I know that's your bedtime <laughs> Oh. So I will put all of your information in the show notes so people can find you. And thanks thanks for joining me. Thank you so much. I love chatting with you. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors.